Welcome to another episode of Hobbit in Canada. I'm your host Tom, and with me this week are Ward, Mike, and Dan. You may notice that Steve is absently somewhere much warmer than uh, than we are. You suck, Steve. Not so. that we're not that we're mad or anything. No, no. Yeah, or jealous. No, no. That's, that's not like us. Fuck you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what did you fucking paint this week, Steve? Um, all right. So, on the topic of what did you paint, um, Ward, what you work? What are you working on right now? Well, since I actually haven't been on the podcast for a while, I have accomplished quite a bit in the month, pretty much since I've been on. So, uh, I finished up my drop fleet for LVO. Yeah. So I uh, finished up the entire fleet there. Took that. This is a milestone for pe- you people. Is. And this, this is it, a new army for Ward. This is the um, New Year's resolution number one done and out of the way that you put forth to me was to paint up a new army. Oh come on! For fucking drop fleet, that that's cheating. You said it doesn't matter what system, just as long as you have an army. So tournament legal, fifteen or uh, twelve hundred and fifty points. I meant one that people want to play. People want to play Drop Sleep. Yeah, but I just painted Drop Zone to play with you assholes. And then, like, the next week, everyone's like, I don't want to play Drop Zone. Drop Fleet's here instead. (laughs) And I'm just like, come on, man. I'll play play Drop Zone, for sure. Okay, let's play Drop Zone. Yeah, I can do that. I've got... Uh I would appreciate that. I appreciate you. Not just having <laughs> a tantrum or anything, because Tom doesn't have tantrums. I no. never throw tantrums. Not, no. 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 Uh, I did I did try to clean up uh, some more uh, drop zone uh, for LVO as well. Um, yep. Did uh, all my tiny drop ships, and that's about it for that. Painted up and all? Uh, yeah, just kind of like added like little details. And oh, right, because you went down there like much like when you went to Dystopia, and they were like 80% done. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So just a couple like little uh, finishing, fi- finishing touches. I started trying to paint some Infinity for the Colder Than Carbonite event, and I knew it wasn't going to happen because I also needed to paint some terrain for the Colder Than Carbonite, Carbonite mm-hmm. event. So I borrowed Mike's Pano, and I all finished painting up uh, the last set of the Tabla Rasa uh, Adobe buildings there. So another six buildings were done, and uh, all wrapped up for that event. That's so. a lot of terrain. Wow. Yeah. Not bad. Actually... Did yeah. stuff. I did stuff, yeah, exactly. What the hell? I know. This I'm telling people, 2017 is the year of ward painting. So Does it mean it. you're also gonna play games? Yeah. No, no, it's I, one of the other. I played I've played With I've me, Ward. I don't, I don't care about you playing well, in an I've infinity been, tournament. I've I want you to play games with me. If it's the year of ward, just look out for invitations on the stairs. Invitations on the stairs. Seinfeld Summer of George. Slips on the invitations and like horrifically injures his back. <laughs> Maybe what I have to do is I have to be like Mike and book like an entire week off when Kyra's gone somewhere and basically just have like open gaming at the house. Mike Fest! Mike Fest. But I wouldn't call it that. No, it'd be Mordecai. That's con. K con. No, I, I prefer Watercon because I came up with it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just to warn you, at the end of Mike Fest, I didn't want to play games ever again for a while. Oh, okay. That lasted for what, like three weeks? 
Two. Mm. Two weeks, Tom. Two and weeks. And I was also building some new terrain, so this is like some of the um, terrain that I picked up at LVO for. Sweet ping pong ball, bro. I know, right? You like that? Of course, so, you could all see this, right? It looks ba- great, basically right? Basically, just like People? a... Ga- Holding up to the microphone. It's just like a, a gas tank, uh, compressed gas tank for uh, drop zone commander, so... Or Battletech. It's a ping pong ball. ball. Yeah, it, how it much really more drop zone train do you have? Because I really want to play Battletech. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that and shut up and take my money. Okay. Okay. Ooh, all right. <laughs> all right, that's fair. Uh, Mike, why about you? Uh, let's see, what have I got done? I've got uh, my Skaven Blood Bowl team is done. done. Uh, and home I'm, or away? Home. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Away's only got two guys done, and the base killed on the rest. <laughs> I love you, Mike. But they're magnetized. Tom. Oh, I magnetized models. It's true. It's true. I did. And I almost have uh, ten more Fire Slayers done, and the uh, Magma Droth for the Rune Father is almost done. So is that, are you doing a contest with that, like with Paul, for the Fire Slayers stuff? Of course. What what event are you painting it for? Uh, It's going to be, it was supposed to be his birthday, but I couldn't make it. Warhammer then, maybe? Maybe. Actually, that's supposed to be Sylvaneth, I think. Oh, We're supposed to do something the, for that one. the challenges are on, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Onslaught is Archeon. Oh, okay. Are you guys <laughs> both doing the Archeon for Onslaught? And John Wong, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Be aware if you're going to Onslaught that there could be an Archeon or two. Just take models that can actually hold objectives. You'll be fine. Yeah. yeah I don't actually... I don't think any of us expect to win, because... He's a really smash your face in kind of army, but not a real good hold and take points and win that win the tournament game. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. You guys are insane. What? And I love you all. <laughs> it's just a little challenge. Three armies. It's really fun to watch from the sidelines. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> like have no stake in that little no. contest. Can I put something forward? Uh, speaking of painting contests, I know that I've been listening to the last two podcasts. How are you guys doing with your challenge? For this is not a test stuff? Yeah. I'm pretty good. I'm painting Battletech. <laughs> we actually were talking about this last night, um, where it's like, how are you with you? This is not a test. And Dan, I think you're basically where you were when we started. There's slightly more air rushiness, maybe, but not really um, real paint. And my stuff is basically like one sitting away from being finished up. Okay. And But we're both like working on Battletech. And it's like, well... Other things have perked your interest. I get it. Okay. The, we're at least both working on models to play a game together. And the same one for a change, so... Yeah, and that's just it. Like, we're both working on models for the same game at the same time. And so we kind of had this, like, mutual understanding of... Let's just make it about Battletech now, and this is not a test later. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> Hopefully still soon, but... Yeah, but it gets yeah. pushed back, like, a month or two. Fair enough, okay. Sorry sorry to interrupt, keep going. But, well, was Mike done? Yeah, yeah, that Kay. was it. But uh, yeah, my pretty much my whole thing was working on um, doing some of my clan mechs because I haven't done any any of the clan stuff before. So I was doing that with um, trying out some more of the candy effects. So I did and, the, and? it's pretty fucking tight. Like I was using the Vallejo metal color um, for the metallics, which sprays again amazingly. This is the most I've done with them. Not just like a little test on a model, but like actually doing all the spraying on like five or six figures. It is. Super easy to work with and cleans super well. Doesn't require any special thinning or treatment. Like, dump it in the pot or in the uh, airbrush and go. 
and the Forge World clear paints actually are remarkably similar. Um, I the first little test spray I did to them was watered down, and it was like kind of drippy and all that stuff. Just when I was testing it on the palette, so I used some like straight out of the pot into the airbrush, and it sprayed amazing. Hmm. So when did, when did those come out? They've been out for a while, and for the longest time, I could hear literally no feedback of anybody trying them. Yeah. Um, the Forge World Thousand Sun Studio Army is actually done with. Like a, like a dark silver to light silver gradient, and then the clear red. And then they, I think they might have done a little bit. I don't know if it was before or after, but they did a little bit of wash shading on the um, on the crevices as well, and then just picked out a few details and that sort of thing, and it looks really sharp. Hmm, okay. But uh, so I, the first model that I got done more or less to completion is with... It is in the red. Uh, it's Nikolai Malthus's Summoner M. But yeah. uh, So he's the only red one that's going to be <laughs> in the color scheme, but... He was pretty fun to work on first. And did you put on enhanced imaging when you were painting? Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah, it was called. Honestly, enhanced imaging was trying to look at that model under my lamp <laughs> while you're working on it because of how glossy it is. Yeah, I was like literally like almost hallucinating at times because you're getting that weird like burn in to your eyes because it was um, it was like he was green masking taped to the little cork holder. But the model is so fucking reflective, it was picking up the green from the masking tape in the paint job while I'm trying to paint it. Like, my eyes were, like, really having a hard time adjusting to painting that psychotically shiny, like, candy red with, under really bright lights. It was really hard on the eyes in a kind of amusing way. <laughs> but, uh, no, he was definitely a lot of fun, and I learned a lot about how to paint it. And uh, I think when I do the rest of the Jade Falcons, which are going to have, like... Blue in the shadows to like green everywhere else, like um, like sixty forty green to blue. Yeah. Um, instead of just like the relatively flat red, so I think they're gonna look really sharp and kind of have some different tweaks to the color scheme and, and technique that uh, I think will get them a lot sharper and just have a sweet looking force in relatively short order. Nice. Which is awesome because I normally don't speed paint, so this is saving so much time. <laughs> Not like manually brush highlighting like five or six highlights on every model. I like it. There you go. And Thomas, Tom. Battletech! <laughs> I got my first lance for my FRR done, um, and I got to admit, like I've spent the last two years berating Daniel uh, for like doing, like just spending all this time working on these mechs and like Battletech this and Battletech that, and then here I am, and like I've got an itch, <laughs> like. Battletech is ridiculously contagious. The 3D sculpts are pretty awesome as well. That doesn't hurt. They well, yeah. Like if he was like, "Hey, check out these models from Ironwind," and I or is that what they're Ironwind Ironwind medals? Yeah, yeah. Ironwind medals. This game is so sweet. I probably would have just slapped him and walked away. <laughs> but uh, in my defense, I don't own a single Ironwind medal figure. Yeah, which needs to be rectified. We need to get. Urban the mechs? urban mechs from Ironwind Metals, like those are going to be legit. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I think it was around the last podcast that I had assembled my first mech and was like pretty excited about it. And then I've now painted a full lance and have excuse me another another five that which, are which which four did you finish? You finished the Battlemaster, the Battlemaster. The flea, the archer, the archer, and the, thunderbolt. and the thunderbolt. Awesome. And I've still got the king crab or Mr. Clamps. Um, I've got a griffin. I've got another flea. I've got a wolverine and a rifleman, 
left to go. There you go. Uh, but they're all, like... Because I did the... Honestly, it's kind of been becoming a bit of my go-to at this scale, where it's like... I did the base coat with chipping medium kind chipping of Chipping medium and weathering pigments, go! Yeah. And it's it's hilariously, like, an off-hue reversal of my of my drop drop zone stuff. Because instead of it being, um, like, a tealish blue with white accents, it's, like, white with a, a more vibrant teal yep. accents and black, so... Very similar desert basing. Very... Actually, it's basically the <laughs> same desert basing. <laughs> yeah, just using the GW texture paints. Uh, I did use a different GW texture paint. Um, they're, actually, they're both different, but... Uh, but it's basically the same kind of basing style for them. Um, but they're a lot of fun. They paint up really fast. And much like Dan's saying, it's it's one of those things where for this game, I'm not trying to get any, like, golden demon quality. Good job, Mike. Well done, boys. It's not my fault. Uh, like, I'm not trying to get golden demon. The photons demon. are backfiring as we get spammed <laughs> with messages back from James' yeah. podcast. I love that James' messages just die. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing three of us had our uh, phone set to mute otherwise that would have been quite the avalanche <laughs> that was the group notifications going off um, yeah but so it's um, where was I so it's basically the reversal of color um, a little bit different because it's a more vibrant teal than the one I used more of a muted teal on yeah. my on my resistance a little but, desaturated on the uh, because it's an accent color it kind of needs to be a bit more vibrant yeah, yeah and then I used more of a a bluish gray instead of, or like the bluish gray white instead of going more into the Creamy kind of white. brown cream colors. Um, but it's basically the same because it works, right? It like really works. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've been having a lot of fun working on them, man. I actually, I'm not convinced that the game is actually going to be that fun to play if we're using <laughs> like assault mechs. <laughs> Just because like the one time that I did play and you're like looking at this eight and a half by 11 sheet of just boxes. Hitboxes. So many hitboxes. <laughs> hitboxes for days. Yeah, that, and then you that's, deal with like, that's what 19 tons of armor looks like, though. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, I, I like the hitboxes compared to, like, the Alpha Strike rules, right? Yeah, so. where your mech will have, like, 7 health. Yeah. So I'm just but there like, is a balance between having, like, 400 hitboxes or whatever and having 6 or 7. Yeah, like, why can't they look like War Machine grids? Yeah, I think if they did have somewhere in that... You know, but, like, maybe a light mech will have, like, 15 hitboxes, and a heavy mech might have, like, 75. That's still, like, a huge spread without literally hundreds of, you know, individual boxes to check off. But, I don't know. That complete overkill attention to detail is half the ironic charm of it, but, like... Yeah, and I'm going to enjoy it. Like, we're going to... We, what we need to do is when we get our lances more stabilized, we, like, go to Staples, get some sheets laminated... And just dry erase those bastards. Yeah, and we're getting have. those little, like, um, what are they called? Like, the little report cover holder things where just, like, slide... The 8.5 by 11 sheet that just, like, slides into the, uh, the you know, protector. Yeah. That'll work, too. And probably be cheaper than laminating everything. Way cheaper, but not as cool. Because um, I never did quite finish doing my uh, graphic design templates for, like, printable double-sided cards. Mm. I was doing a template for that because I was like, how fucking cool would it be to like actually have stat cards like War Machine that are like just double sided? Yeah. Instead of having an eight and a half by eleven double sided for every fucking mech. But it started requiring legitimate work, so um kind of put that on hold for a while and forgot yeah. all about it until just now. Absolutely. So uh I guess here I am probably eating my own words. 
or several podcasts worth of words <laughs> where I was really ripping on Dan and Battletech. Yeah. And all I can think about right now is like, am I going to have enough time when I go home to paint more mechs? <laughs> like, I got one. I got one lance done. What about that second? Like, let's come on. And now it's like it's pretty really soon you'll be up to a company. A company is three or f- uh, that'd be three lances. So twelve. Yeah, honestly, once I put together because I've got uh, eleven, including the mauler, that's not yet assembled. So I need one more. Um, and you'll have two, And you'll have two panthers on the way in a couple weeks. So, but it's actually at the point now where. I'm going to be anxiously awaiting every time Dan's like, hey, do you want any of these ones? I'm just going to be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, it's just it's just going to be a thing. It's not a matter of, like, thinking about the model. It's just, like, the quantity of the model now. It's just like, how many of those do I actually Well, and the really dangerous thing now is that I actually am starting to get more of an understanding of, like, what everything is. Um, just because Dan's really, really done a great job of just, like, hand-holding me through, like, what the fuck is going on with these models? And now that I'm looking at them, I'm like, I'm... Yeah, like, give me some more designs, man. Like, let, let me just send more money over to Alex and have him send me more mechs. Like, let's just do this. <laughs> if you really get desperate, we can start dealing with the Russians. It'll be fine. I love how this sounds so much like drug... <laughs> like, we're drug trafficking. It's like, Alex, our guy out of Canada, but if he's out, we can deal with the Russians. And it's like, what the fuck is going on, Battletech? But yeah, that, that's really only if you're desperate. You don't really want to get involved with the Russians if you don't. If you yeah, because the quality's not quite as good, and you're just like... <laughs> you know, they're, they're like cutting their resin with something else. Or <laughs> it's laced. <laughs> wow. It's less pure... I can just imagine, like, you take a sample of one, like, smash it with a hammer, just, like, sniff a bit of the resin dust, and be like, yep, that smells about right, <laughs> and then die. <laughs> well, it's not that far off. I will fully admit to, like, huffing some primer fumes the other day, where I love the smell of primer. Oh, I was priming some yeah. more mechs, and I may have got a little snorty snort. Mm. Just like, oh, primer. I was, oh, black primer. I was at Delta. Oh, I love the. I was at Delta the other day, and I found the Mr. Sketch markers. <laughs> and I was so tempted just to buy them, just so I could smell them. Dude, we have those in our boardroom for meetings. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's yeah. that's where I work. We have Mr. Sketch markers. I have <laughs> such delightful, hazy memories of elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> All the glue and smelly markers. And <laughs> uh, but then I graduated to black primer, so classed it up a bit. Yeah. And then, later on in life, you found Dullcoat. Yeah, that shit's a little bit much even for me. I like it, but it doesn't like me. (laughs) It burns. (laughs) Uh, Alright, so Ward, who gets your money this week? You had something you were going to show us. Yeah, okay, so I've got a Just do it. Just do it. Well, first I want to talk about how much money I spent in the last couple weeks because of... Because I, I missed out in Vegas and everything like that. So, like Steve, uh, I jumped into Dark Age, so I picked up the Kukulkani. Yeah. Uh, which are the Which mines. is just fun to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the backstory <laughs> of them is pretty fucking awesome, so which we'll talk about like later. But, uh, so I picked up a starter faction of them, and they're big fucking awesome guy. Yeah. Who just basically kills things, apparently. So, I still have to build that, and then uh, we're going to try to play some games and figure out how that all works. Um, I've also picked up a lovely second Alvin lamp for painting, so much to your uh, recommendations and seeing how much light uh, two of them really uh, puts out is It's awesome. crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, like when Dan's over painting and he's got one at his desk and I've got one at my desk, and I'm like, 
this is still like more light than I really need. And then when he goes home and I just switch it back into overdrive, it's like, I see everything. <laughs> yeah, super, super handy for that. Um, the uh, the other big thing, though, that gets my money this week is uh, I jumped on a Kickstarter for Luxombra, uh, which is a faction of Infinity that is doing busts. So mm. part of huh. my part of my uh, New Year's resolution was I wanted to paint up two uh, busts this year for just painting display. And so do these like directly match some existing models from the game? They are very similar to really? uh, to the models themselves. So I'll show you pictures later. But uh, in the initial starter set, there is uh, a tiger uh, tiger soldier tiger soldier from uh, Yuching. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a mobile brigada from the nomads. Uh, there's a character from Hakasalam, and then there's also a Morat. I think it's I one think of the Morats. Yeah. And uh, with yeah. or without the mask? Without. Ooh. Um, so there's the four, and then you could. There was a Valentine's Day special where if you um, for 150, you could also get the 75 mil uh, character piece as well that they were painting or that they were producing. Oh wow. Uh, and now there's also a stretch goal where it's the Ajax from Aleph, uh, and he's probably going to be like 90 mil scale. Whoa! Yeah. As badass as that is, I kind of wish they were a little more consistent. Like, it'd be weird to have, like, different scale models on the shelf, but... It, Sorry, it, is it just a larger model, no, or is it, like, the 90 mil human scale scaled up? It's basically the 75 mil, but because he's, like, so enlarged, okay. he looks 90 So it's mil. like how Brother Artemis was, like, a 72 mil model in a 54 millimeter game? Yes. But it's, like, it's not that they're separate scales, it's one that one is eight and a half feet fucking tall. Yeah, he's, he's way bigger, for sure, so... Gotcha. Uh, and they just released a whole bunch of new stretch goals, and... Um, Pan Oceana bust is on there. Doesn't say what they're going to be producing, <sighs> but they're huh. going to be producing a bust for that too. So, which could be fucking awesome. So not bad. Yeah. So that they uh, they got they're going to get my money. I feel like there was something that you were wanting to show us that you was that the thing you were talking about of like check this out. I think so. Okay. I'll find the actual pictures of the bust and show you after. So yeah, I saw the I checked out the Kickstarter for that. It looks it looks pretty cool. Yeah, and I mean, I I wanted to get some some busts, uh, so I figured mm-hmm. like that's a easy way to get four of them all in one fell swoop. So, not to mention the beaver bust that all. Oh man, which are in Canada now and mm. fully packaged, ready to go. So if you want to get a beaver, talk to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a little weird, but it, to be fair, it is a weird model, and I really like it. Right, so it's appropriate. <laughs> but yeah, that would be check out uh, Dallas on the AMSA page. Yeah, the Alberta Miniature Painter Society of Alberta. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, I think that's everything for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, take my money is. Let's see. It's mostly GW stuff this time. It's the what? new Stormcast and um, the expansion to Silver Tower. Silver Tower. Yeah. Which looks good. Yeah. It's nice that I don't own any of the models that are in that set. So, I mean, because they're, they're all older models from previous ranges. Yeah, actually, but most of them I don't own either because they're the older ones. Yeah, so it, it actually works out kind of nice where they're not models that I necessarily needed, but they're not gonna, certainly not going to be ones that I'm duplicating. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, it's got more stuff. And it's supposed to have, like, 30 pages of fluff in it as well, which I, 
I don't know how much fluff, aside from like the hilarious fluff text on the charts, yeah. were in Silver Tower. I don't think there's actually that much fluff material. Yeah. But this has like 30 pages on the uh, Imperial City that they're in. Oh, nice. Which is uh, pretty cool. Which will also make me want to pick up the new flamers in the box because you can use them in Silver Tower as well as some more pink and blue horrors because we never seem to have enough of those. That's true. And that's it. Yeah. All right. That's not too shabby. Some uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, for myself, trying to remember. Um, there's one thing that it's not super high on the priority list, but the um, Inferno book for um, Horse Heresy is out. So that is the Horse Heresy ridiculously expensive forgeable book with the um, Thousand Suns, Space Wolves, Custodians, and Sisters of Silence as well as, I think, having some more Mechanicum and other stuff in there as well, because there's always more Mechanicum. But um, So that book will, um, at some point, get tacked onto an order. But trying to think other stuff. Yeah, I'm still trying to keep things in order, but I did pick up, actually, the um, Battlefield in a Box, Badland, Tours, and Pillars. Oh. So medium-sized poops with wily Coyote poops. <laughs> <laughs> there Which is the most dangerous of Acme-delivered poops you could get. Absolutely. But uh, I I don't know I've always had like an inexplicable attraction to their Badlands terrain because I think it looks like shit literally, but I also like it, and uh, yeah I never had the little poops but the new ones the pillars and the tours they have uh, rocks that are similar to the old small rock formations or whatever yeah but they also have these newer medium sized ones there's one that's kind of hill shaped and there's one that's there's two I guess that have like the big teetering gigantic rock on top of a thin spire so. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that I got uh, some of the poops there and uh, when they were available and such. So, but they they the the plateau and the the Badlands plateau and Badlands bluff have been reprinted as well. Oh. Um, and I think Meeple Mart actually I don't know if it still is, but they did have the uh, the plateau and the bluff. Um, they were on sale the last time I checked on their site. I might have to go on to Meeple Mart tonight. Get some large and medium-sized poops. Why not? Why not? So good. Good old poodoos. Well, especially because, like, the smaller ones work so well for any game you can imagine. Like, I remember back when we were playing um, Dystopian Wars, you'd use the rocks for various islands or jutty bullshit rock things. Um, So so they work for any scale of game, like anywhere from down to... They're decent for War Machine because they're not huge. They're amazing for War Machine. Like they're, you know, they can Malifo. work. They can work for BattleTech because again, the little ones are like start at being like an inch or so high, and yeah. then get bigger from there. Any sort so. of any sort of skirmish game, I think they would be good for. So like Dark Age, yeah, uh, I know that that would be useful yeah. for that when we're getting. But even that. between scales, like they go from being a little like chunk of boulder beside you to a small mountain, yeah, mm-hmm. like or larger hill kind of thing. It works really well. The outskirts of a city in Drop Zone Commander, right? Mm-hmm. I like it. Because that's kind of like the shield wall in Dune. Yeah. Yes. Got to breach it with atomics, though. That's the key. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember enough about Dune to really take that. Honestly, there's only one thing I remember about Dune, and that was Sting in that sweet bird bikini. <laughs> 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 like, steps out of the pot all glistening and mostly naked and weird. Yeah. Yeah. That's my only memory of that. <laughs> Good old Dune. Yeah, They're that tells me a lot. <laughs> he leaves an impression in uh, young... Boy's mind. You're like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> yeah, that's basically just like <laughs> This is so confusing. In my head it's just sending out an SOS. <laughs> sending out an SOS <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, so good. Um alright, me? 
Sure. Thank you. Um, so this is going to be probably brought up as my shut up and take my money at least three or four times between now and July. But Grimkin were were teased. Did you actually see the models for the new Hordes faction for War Machine? Oh my god! There's like pigs riding... Pigs riding pityback on goblins. There's like scarecrow dudes, because the whole premise behind the Grimkin is there was these five sorcerers, or these five um, magicians or sorcerers or whatever back when the, the god Menoth came to the Iron Kingdoms to give them justice and law and order so long as they followed all of his fucking rules. And there's these five people that are like, nay nay. So he banished them down to hell, and when they were going to hell, they all bound together and cursed Minoth, or Menoth, or the fuck you want to pronounce it. And they ended up not dying. They were just kind of slowly corrupted and tormented over the hundreds of thousands or whatever the fuck years. And this is them having been brought or resummoned to Earth by the old witch. And all of the kind of troops and whatnot from the, the game. Gator witch with like the little weird scratching yeah. thing? Yeah. Okay. She now has something that looks kind of like Howl's Moving Castle on legs. Oh, weird. As like Old Witch 2, I guess. Anyways, um, the really neat thing about this is that all of their troops are based around any of the kind of more nefarious or insidious people in the Iron Kingdoms could easily be corrupted or turned by these five demonic entities. And their bodies would change in correspondence, excuse me, to kind of what their crimes were. So the pig dudes riding goblins are, like, basically the gluttonous ones. And they've been slowly corrupted to be piggy, like, actual pigs themselves instead of just being piggy-like. And it looks like Malifaux thrown into Iron Kingdoms. And, like, there's the scarecrows, there's this sweet dude. No, no, that really doesn't sound like it'd be your style. Um, there's one, there's a, a model that is, like, a, a giant spider dressed up as if he was, like, a noble, and his whole shtick is that he just is an assassin that goes, and he, I was talking to Luke, and he was telling me that the shtick basically was, he gives the noble two choices, he can kill him right there, or he can kill everyone else at the party and frame him for it. <laughs> it's like, that is fucking dark, but the models are gorgeous, and it looks like another one of those painter's armies where not, it's not going to be too much of any one particular aesthetic, which just makes me really happy. Kind of like the Mercs or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and the other nice thing, too, is that because they're going to be a one-off faction, kind of like Convergence of Cirrus, they're going to get their five um, warlocks, they're going to get, you know, half a dozen war beasts, a handful of units of infantry, a handful of solos, and that's it. So I don't have to worry about, like, how, what am I going to get later to round out this army? It's like, boom. Couple hundred dollars, army's done, paint it up, play with it, all good to go. Nice. Oh, I'm so excited! And yeah, that's gonna probably, as more things get leaked, I'm gonna be talking more and more about it, but right <laughs> now, the pigs riding goblins is totally my jam. <laughs> if only they had some, like, weird accordion playing jester. Or Alf. <laughs> or both at the same time. Accordion playing Alf? Weird Alf. Am I converting a Weird Alf for this is not a test? Jeez. Weird Alf, like W-Y-R-D Alf, would be fucking sweet. You need to do Weird Alf. 
<laughs> I think we're going to stop recording so you can just start converting this model right now. <laughs> I'm really happy that's... See in two where, weeks, guys. I'm really happy that that's where you thought my brain was going. Good episode. Well, I'm trying to keep it PG. <laughs> For now. <laughs> Alright. Ward? Could be cool. What's our first topic? Our first topic... Oh, man, I gotta open up my... Oh, uh, wow, you can't remember? Uh, well, the new the store. Vanguard, Vanguard Peladors. Well, it's, yeah, it's Mike's topic. All right, Mike, <laughs> talk about your pretty things. Talk about my pretty things, just like that. Okay, first of all, I think your question is, do they fit? Is that not right, Ward? Um, do they fit in? Whoa, 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 what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> I stopped paying attention to E-Candy for one second, and Mike's asking Ward if it fits? Yeah, that's true. He's a small guy. <laughs> <laughs> You son of a bitch. <laughs> you could just say that he's really tight. <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> okay, actually, well, I think what he was referring to is, do they fit in with the aesthetic of the army? Because they well, no, already different. been released, released and such, right? So. Which, which is weird. And, and the pictures yes of the no. other units are also in the book as well, so you can yeah. see what the other new units that haven't been released yet look like. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you mentioned, Tom, that you like the lack of the faceplates now. Well, I, my biggest beef with those models is that I thought oh, the helmets... Just in case anyone's not paying attention, Stormcast Eternals for Age of Sigmar? Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Dan. There we go. Um, the, <laughs> I've always thought the, the weakest part of those models is their shitty fucking masks. Yeah, um, they're weird. Like, I always thought that their automaton-looking masks would work better on Adeptus Mechanicus models uh-huh. than they would on humanoid models. Like, I didn't actually even realize that these... Because I don't read the fluff for Age of Sigmar... That I didn't realize that the Stormcast were actually flesh and blood. I thought they were more like animated suits of armor similar to the Thousand Suns, which is why you never saw them with no helmets. That's what I thought initially as well, right? So, so yeah, imagine my surprise when there's like the guys with like the billowing hair and like the grimacing space marine looking faces. So, th- so they were trying to be more of like the immortals from um, 300 then, where everybody has the same mask and just an army of all of them. Sort of, I guess. Sure. Yes. But now they're starting to release. Yes. But it sounds like you don't know a lot, so I'm going to give you a quick little speed up. There's, so far, for the Stormcast, there's three chambers that have been opened. There's 11, I think, in total. The first one was the Warrior Chamber. That's where you got your initial release. When's the Chamber of Secrets? Yeah. I, I was like, I was trying to make a joke about, like, Chamber Pot. That could be the <laughs> second one. That should have been the second one, right? I've been nice about your battle tech. <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. Michael, I Michael. About I haven't been the one that's been pissing on him. It's been you. It's been me? You, were, you were the worst offender. No, no. I that was on his side from the I day know. one. That's why I said Tom. Okay, Holy right. crap. Okay. But now we can at least embrace that it is all of our battle tech. Except Steve. <laughs> He's not here. Oh, yeah. Solidarity, hey, good, boys. Good riddance. Man, can we just agree right now to turn this into a Battletech podcast? Or at least tell Steve we've done it when, like, we voted four to nothing while he was away in California? He was unanimous. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Mike, please continue. Sure, anyways. If you're talking about They've opened up a chamber for each release they've done. First one was the Warrior. Next one was the Extremist with the Drakes and the Star Drakes. This is the third chamber they've opened. It's just, with it's chickens. just the Vanguard. Which is all fast cavalry uh, scouts, and if you look at the new models, that's well, they're all decked out. So yes, it does fit. It is part of the aesthetic, and I think with the griffhounds and all the other griffins and everything else, 
in Sigmar, it fits right. But you think differently. No, no. Actually, I uh, I really... Well, the, the faces kind of threw me off at first because like Dan said, like we both thought they were like the automatons almost, right? Mm-hmm. The masks were very iconic from the first few releases for sure. Yes. Yeah. So then I was just like, oh, they're actual faces. This is kind of weird. Interesting. So, uh, But I actually really like the Palidors. I think they look fucking awesome. Which ones are the Palidors? Those Chocobos. Are, those are the Chocobos. The chickens. Yes. So I think that they actually look really, really good. And it's a unique uh, mount for the game that hasn't really been done before. Well, I mean, they're, they've done the... the done in cockatrices before. They did the old, old cockatrices that goblins and such used to ride. So, but these... Goblins never rode cockatrices. Did they? No. And uh, just to I don't also, think they were ever ridden. They were just there to freeze shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right. And they had their weird fine cast heroic killing blow one that I got and then never took out of the box. Like many like many fantasy <laughs> purchases. <laughs> um so yeah, no, I'm I did not know about the chambers. Yeah. So there's there's a, there's a bunch more to come. So they still have what, eight left? Probably yeah, like I think about eight. I think it's eight. I don't know. Exactly, but I'm pretty sure it's 11 chambers in the first Plus the secret chamber. Mm-hmm. Are we opening chamber a chamber secret? a year, do you think? I don't know. But you got to realize, I think the Stormcast are the Marines of... Well, obviously. Obviously. So <laughs> they're, they're going to get the most attention, which can mean that you can have all these chambers. And I think the chambers are the way of seeing... This heavy, is Blood Angels, support. this is Dark Angels, oh. this is... Okay, it could be done that way as well. Not that it will be, but it could be something like that. Because I was thinking the way that you were describing it is just like, because this one is more of a vanguard force, right? So yes. So this is your scout company. Yes. And then... Well, vanguard is your... scouting, right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay. But I'm just saying like the next chamber we could open, it could be like the war machines, right? Like could be... Yeah, it could be uh, extremists. could support. be... There's there's a sanction. There's a bunch. I can't remember them all. But there's, there's some that sound like heavy... Mm-hmm. Et cetera, et cetera. So yes. Are you liking everything in this next release, or I don't see anything I don't like. I mean, it's going to be a choice of which model I make. Yes, one looks better than the other, et cetera, et cetera. One functions better the, than the other. Most of the kits have the weapon options similar yes. to what the previous absolutely ones did. like uh, the 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 new archers. One's a long crossbow and one's a short crossbow. So short crossbow fires like. A, crazy amount though and also just in case you don't know when they re-released the vanguard they re-released all three books in one pretty much so yeah, the new, the new book has the warrior uh, the extremists and the vanguard hence why people were trying to get rid of the old books yes hence <laughs> why they were doing that indeed this also has allegiance rules for stormcast their own general uh, bonus for staying Allegiance Warcast, uh, Stormcast, and their own magic items that they can use. Oh. So it's like so the like Sylvaneth book. Yeah, you know, the Sylvaneth book came out and had all these special little things that they could do if you stayed pure Allegiance. Now the Stormcast have this too. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Mike. Yeah. So are you buying everything? That's probably Who the a dumb fuck do you question. think you're asking? That's a dumb question. Yeah, Warren, really if something comes out of this PHR, or? are you going to own it? Probably. Yeah, there we go. Actually, I need to make an order. <laughs> <laughs> and they did do some roofing in this, too. 
But as far as I'm concerned, it was a good nerf. It was the, um, I don't know if you know about the guy that can teleport somebody within three inches and unless they roll snake eyes, their charge will succeed. And then they, that unit usually just kills whatever's there. It's now nine inches, so, so it's not there's a, a chance charge. you can fail your charge, which is more than I can ask for. <laughs> okay. That's well, fair. fair. That's enough. fair. Yeah, you shouldn't have anything that's just like an automatic, almost an automatic, you said, what, like yeah, 60 mortal wounds? Most people would teleport the uh, retributors, which are the guys who can do the mortal wounds, and if you have a unit of 20, it's on average 16 mortal wounds, which will kill a Star Drake or a Maw Crusher in one turn. Or f- anything in the fucking game. Yeah. Really. No, no, Archeonolith. So it a badass. And there's a few, I think there's a few Forge old units as well that actually get saves against more yeah. wounds, like the okay, Femir. Sure. Because the Femir are but fucking anyways, awesome. What I'm saying is, it's stopped that. It's not an automatic win now. There's a chance you can fail. So, okay, with this new stuff, uh, since you have the army already, yeah. what do you think it's going to replace in your current army lists? Oh, no, what am I taking? What am I losing? That's a good. That's hard. It's going to be probably my decimators and my protectors. Uh, some of the paladins will get sacrificed so that I can pull in more bowmen and more scouts. Try to get some flank maneuvers, or yeah, or whatever. Even that, just fast moving range and attacks. and the ranged attacks. Like before, we had stuff, but it wasn't that great. But now it's like, hey, now we can actually compete with this other ranged attack army. Because a lot of people are still saying that the, um, which ones, what are they called? The, um, Sylvaneth? The, the Sylvaneth, like, dryad look, or not the dryads, but like the treekin looking guys with yeah. bows. Yeah. I can't remember the Kurnoth Hunters or whatever the yeah, hell. Yeah, that's what they are. A lot of people say they're probably the best ranged unit in the game. Yes, absolutely. Something to compete with them. They get six shots per guy at 18 inches, four and four to hit and wound. So, yes. And the, that's yes. with the short bows? That's with the short crossbows, oh, yes. Oh, wow. Six shots So, per and guy. you get three guys in units, that's 18 shots for that one unit. That's oh. going to wreck some shit. Yeah. It hasn't been used yet. It had the smell. Oh, did it? I'm it, sorry. I got distracted. Ward's got the the the, the bigger, like the Chaos Black <laughs> XL. The bigger, blacker primer. I've never held it in my hand before, and it is absurd. It, it's beefy. Hands? Well, like, I got big hands, so... <laughs> Like I can, I can manage this without as much effort as you think. But. <laughs> um, so, Mike. Yes. In summary, how many pucks? I'm actually going to give it five because they killed some stuff, but they also added a little flavor without destroying it. How's that? It's it's keeping up with the fluff, and the models are beautiful. Yeah, I think I think overall the models for this chamber are probably some of the best so far. Yeah. The big goofy looking chicken things are actually pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. right. They're, they're very cool. dyna- dynamic too. I mean, one of the more dynamic things they've thrown up. They don't necessarily look the most realistic, and that I don't think any bird-like creature would be able to support a gigantic fucking uh, eternal on their back. But uh, no. But they look insanely good. They look like they'd be really fun to paint. The characters yeah. are good. The infantry are good. Yeah. They're a solid model release. Yeah. Are you giving it a five as well? Like, I don't know enough about the game necessarily to know, like, I'll take your word for it that they've made the necessary, like, power adjustments and everything, yeah. but I really like what they're doing to expand the aesthetic a little bit in a different direction for the army, and, yeah, I'd, I'd give it, like, a, a sure five. Why not? I'm going to give it a five for two reasons. One, it's easily the nicest looking models that Stormcast has had yet. 
I think the faces make a huge difference. Yeah. Fur cloaks don't hurt either. (laughs) Number two, something that Games Workshop has now done that I think is really interesting. With this book, yeah, it kind of sucks if you've been playing them for a long time that it replaces the older book in some ways. But if you're a newer player and you're wanting to get into Stormcast... You don't need to buy three separate books. You don't have to buy three separate books. And how much... What? It's not even... It's 50 bucks. That's not that bad at all. No, it's not 70, definitely, right? Like, there's a lot of codexes that I spent way more than $50 on. Yeah, and it's a combination, plus there's extra rules. It's it's three and one, right? So you think of it as, like, each one would be 15 bucks now. It'll be interesting to see if yeah. by the time they get to, like, Chamber 9, 10, 11, if they're still going to be doing this format. Well, it'll probably look closer in size to this can of primer. <laughs> <laughs> A large battle tome. Which is longer than my forearm. Oh, and I should mention that it also gives you, since it's all updated, it gave you the new, the last page is actually the General's Handbook points for everything that's in here. And they supposedly did adjust some of the points from the previous versions, didn't they? The guy that got nerfed is now cheaper. Wait, hold on. So is that actually like the updated, this will be in General's Handbook 2 points for... I. If the less there's Possibly? some adjustment that they don't have, but this is the this is the sheet to follow if you're doing the general's handbook. No. I guess so. I'm really curious as to whether or not they're going to be doing reprints of that as they go along, like they would have with the chaos they've, book back they, in the day. They've had a post on the Warhammer community site saying the group that wrote General's Handbook or whatever has gotten together and started working on version two. Like no, 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 yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that, but I mean, like, reprints of this book when that is done. So, like, kind of like when the Chaos book, when they changed the Obliterator stat line to be, like, Bracket 4 or Straight Tough 5 or, like, But this whatever. page, this page Hopefully has it nothing to do with it. It doesn't change the stats. It's just changing the point values. Most of it stayed Fair the enough. same. The only thing that changed was the guy that got nerfed is cheaper, as far yeah, as I know. Well, sorry, but, like, all I'm saying is, like, I think it would be neat if... And it, it doesn't make anything obsolete. It just means when whoever's buying it new, mm-hmm. all they're doing is just doing a reprint of it with a new updated back page. Yeah. Every year is when they update the rest of it, right? Like, I think that would be or, a really nice touch. Or if they get the rules nice and they don't need to retcon anything anymore. Sure. You don't absolutely. Yeah. But who knows? Because it it's not obsolete for the guys that are still going to want to buy the General's Handbook, but it means nope. if you're getting into it when there's been the second or third revision three or four years from now that... You don't have to buy both books. Still updated, yeah. So, that's all. Who knows? But it's a great release. Give it a five. I'm going to go with a four. Just because you want to be different? Oh, fuck, Ward, why? Just because I'm Because you're gonna, a snowflake. Just because I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> well, I'm not going to buy it either. There's no fucking way I'm buying it, but it's not for me. I I, I like... What, you have to, you have to like... It ha- you're only going to give a five to an army that you play in a game that you play? Absolutely. No, uh, you know what? The <laughs> Like, are you that guy right now? I'm that vain. I'm that... Uh, are you like, it's shallow. not 40k, I'm not going to give it a 5? Is this what's happening right now? See, when I get something so much more and I don't how, play it, it's yeah, because I don't like the way it for, looks. How often do I play 40k? I was using it as an analogy. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to explain to him why I can't do it. Allegorical? No. I can't. Why I can't do that? <laughs> yeah. I can do whatever I want. You yes. boss me. Yeah, of course not. You're not my supervisor. <laughs> we'll see what this can of primer has to say about that. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the Paladors. I'm not totally sold on the on the crossbow. Now, for just for a second, Ward, and I, go ahead and call it a four if you want. 
in your head, imagine how much shittier the previous rendition of Stormcast are. Do not compare this to other models. Compare this to Stormcast. I'm still going to go with a four. All right, fair enough. still going to go with a four. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, no, Mike. I don't care. It's fine. I, I think they're still pretty. Yes. Yeah, I four is they're... still a pretty solid puck rate. It's, yeah. still, it's still recommended. Yeah, and for the record, I'm being exceptionally positive right now. Because w- things are about <laughs> to get dark as fuck. Like, really, really dark. Because uh, we are going to talk about, arguably, the the biggest not surprise in this last decade of miniature gaming. Yeah. Shocker of all shockers. Night models just overnight, or at one point in the last couple of weeks, just removed Marvel from their website. I mean... They they were telling customers that, oh yeah, no, we're coming out with more and more stuff, and then it was basically the rug pulled out from everybody, and like, blindsided pretty much everyone, nobody saw it coming, and just really, really unfortunate the way that they handled it, in my opinion. Which is exactly how they did it with Star Wars, and Lord of the Rings, like, this is not... They did Lord of the Rings? Yeah, they had Lord of the Rings, like, uh, larger scale models. Did not know that. Also, don't care about Lord of the Rings. I did not know that either. So yeah, but like this is a company that is a history of like getting an IP, running with it for however long they can run for it, and then just dropping it instantly, never to be seen again. Which I mean, if you're doing a game system, it doesn't lend itself to that. If you're just doing models as like one off to paint, that's even a little still, bit like, more acceptable. Having some ability to plan for the future and know what's coming up and all that sort of thing. Like, it makes a big, big difference. And not being able to trust a manufacturer to have stuff around six weeks from now, like, it's such a hard... You have such a hard time getting into it when you have no idea when the axe is going to drop. Yeah. And it's... We kind of called it. Like, we knew it was going to happen sooner or later, whether it was the Batman or the Marvel. They would find something better, something different, which Harry Potter miniatures. So with, with, I mean, with Marvel, like there's, there's been rumors flying around, like it could be several different reasons why they like lost it. Right. So we're just, chose did not they lose to, it though? Or, or just decided they didn't like the terms of the, and that's, we don't know. Right. Yeah. We know right. that that's they no longer have it. It could be both sides. It I could have been part of the Warner brothers deal to get the Harry Potter rights as it might've been like, cause I think Warner brothers does the DC movies. So it could have been a tie into that. We're like, pick one or the other, right? Although, I got a question for you guys. And like, did, have you ever, ever talked to someone that's like, you know what they really need to have? A Harry Potter miniature game. <laughs> have you ever heard that before from anyone? No, but those models, the sculpts that they've shown are really fucking good. I, I don't care. But like, who? Who is this game? Like, I, I get that this is a thing that, like, there's a lot of Harry Potter fans out there, and it is a very popular IP, but if, if I'm looking at what I think is going to sell to miniature gamers, what is more likely to sell? Hulkbuster or Ron Weasley? <laughs> oh, 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 I know this one! <laughs> like, like, what the fuck, you guys? Like, Ron Weasley, or, like, Hermione, or, like, whatever the fuck... <laughs> Like, the dude that turns into a rat, whatever the fuck his name was, or, like... Uh, Mad-Eye Moody. Mad-Eye Moody, or... Mad-Eye Moody, 
or Iron Man or Thor or Spider-Man or any of the Guardians of the Galaxy or Wolverine or Cyclops or Magneto or like you have a range that was really iconic really cool very miniatures that made sense in like a tabletop realm Mm -hmm. like you think about you but to think for me it's like you look at Marvel and you look at a miniature and be like that's gonna be a smash em up skirmish game I don't know what the fuck they're like what the fuck is Harry Potter gonna be like are they gonna be like okay you get the one spell that kills people but you're never supposed to do it so you're just like there's so little models of like you've been turned into an octopus and then that's like the big finishing move for this fucking game like what the hell is gonna be happening like what is the point of a fucking Harry Potter miniature game it's an entire book series based around passive response to violence like what the fuck well, on the bright side, they're really striking while the iron's hot, and there's going to be tons more movies and books made, right? They, 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 <laughs> and Tom is down for the they, count. It could be, it could be basically uh, creating a band of wizards that have magical beasts. It's like when Games Workshop renewed the license for Lord of the Rings. When, like, all of the movies were gone, the game was already fucking dying, and they're like, you know what we should do for another five years? More of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, the plus is Night Models puts out nice models. Oh, they, like no, no, hold the on. sculpts look I really good. Maybe the sculpts maybe look really good, but their casting isn't always very nice. No, Wolverine looks a little bit rough, for sure, in, in my X-Men group. But, I mean, to be fair, like, but they look really nice, yes. Yeah, absolutely, right? But so. can they do that for the product? Uh, we haven't actually seen the actual product yet. We've only seen... But do we care? So if, okay, so if this happened... I'm just trying to say it's not as great as you think it is already. Yeah, so if this <laughs> if this happened with Marvel, what are the chances that it's going to happen with Batman? Because, I mean, Marvel, like, the plus that it had was basically Civil War. You could have superheroes fighting superheroes. Not a problem. It's, it's fucking awesome. Whereas Batman, it's just like... I have BVS. I have Batman, or I have the Riddler and some henchmen. The other thing too is that the quality of the sculpts between the Batman game and the Marvel game was was there was a fairly stark difference there. Yeah, they had. (laughs) (laughs) You walked away from Night and Day so that you can make stark reference. But you also (laughs) know that it's not just Batman anymore. It's they're they're throwing the rest of the DC in there as well. Yeah, but oh like, man, be still my heart, Aquaman. Oh fuck, that's yeah, you, yeah. You have, Thanks, Night Models. You, you guys have, are making every goddamn miniature that I could possibly want to play with. You have, although the Caldrogo Aquaman could look good, maybe. <sighs> sure, <laughs> but only good in water. True, he sucks on dry land. True. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just flopping around like it. Anyway, sorry. I, I, I have so much cynicism towards this whole thing right now. Uh, for me, I'll be honest. I don't want to. I don't want to have anything to do with night. I don't even want to play with the stuff I already have right now. That I mean, that's that's what I'm trying to decide. Like, I have the the X Men starter, and now do I get rid of it to somebody that really wants it for whatever reason, or do I play with just that no. one thing? Hold it for a year. Wait for the prices to get jacked up in the secondary market, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then choose then when it's like double what you paid for it versus playing with models two or three times. Don't do it now. Yeah, no. 
Because these ones will appreciate with time. And and basically, I'm very hesitant to buy anything from Night Models in a game capacity, maybe in a painting capacity, but at that point, I've got enough other toy soldiers that I... Why, why would you ever give this company money for a game ever again? I would I, There's no trash factory. Are they going to drop? Is they going to lose DC? Or are they going to drop DC? Once it's dropped, it's like... Why bother it at this point, right? Because to me, the game always has to be growing or changing in some facet. If it doesn't have something new, it becomes stale and you gets put on the shelf and you forget about it. Don't they have like four different Batmans? That's like awesome. No, but like here's the thing. What you guys are forgetting is that in three years when they drop Harry Potter for a My Little Pony board game, like that's when we got to get back into Night Models. (laughs) (laughs) When it's like, (laughs) fuck. Could you imagine if it was, like, Equestrian Girls, the miniature game? I showed you that Kickstarter. Yeah, you did. I have nieces. It's a thing, okay? It's like My Little Ponies that are kind of like people, and it's really fucking creepy. I think if Night Mom... My Little Centaur? (laughs) With Hercules? No, no. Toot and Newton? No, yeah, it's... I don't know. But, like... Where the fuck are they going to go from here, right? Like, Harry Potter, what like, what IP is next? I'm, for me, it's like, they are opening the floodgates to just choosing Resident a random... No, but that would be cool, That's true. Right? They, they did just come up with the final movie in that series. So, <laughs> so they'll just jump on board of that trip. Four years after that series is done, okay. <laughs> right? But did they really make the final movie in that series? They called it that. They called it the final chapter. But did they announce it I'm was the last ho- movie? I believe the they've one. said it's the last one. I, oh, okay. I, I feel that if they were to basically get rid of an IP and go with Harry Potter, like, Marvel wasn't the one that they should have, like, lost. Like, Marvel movies are still, like, super popular. They're coming out. They've got... They still haven't done any of the plan. Infinity War or anything like that. Like, yeah. there's... A, and if they go, like, potential rebooty after that into different directions, like, Marvel is not going to stop making billion-dollar movies. Why would they, right? Exactly. It'd be crazy so. too. So, but Night Models is like, nah, maybe the IP's a little bit too much. Or It'd be again, interesting it if could... they go start doing Star Wars again. <laughs> <laughs> Just full circle. No, Just not after dropping Marvel, because that's all Disney property, yeah. right? I figure like it was ditching Disney and moving towards W, or yeah, WB, whatever. That's probably part of it. Which, in this day and age, is quite possibly the oh, dumbest maybe move they'll you do can make. Animaniacs. Okay, <gasps> oh, oh, I would buy that. Warner Brothers and their sister Dot? I would buy that. Hello, Nurse? <laughs> Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Having, just playing Pinky, Pinky in the Brain in the would brain. be fucking badass. <laughs> oh, man. With, like, these really non-functional doomsday devices. Or, like, them, like, the two of them wearing the trench coat to play Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, that, okay. <laughs> Freakazoid. There would be a freak, oh, if there was, a, like, a 28 or a 32 millimeter Freakazoid, I would... That's when you buy Night Models again. Yeah, that I will buy... Okay, Night Models, if you want my one purchase ever again, make a Freakazoid model. But, like, I don't know. Is there really much else to say about this? They no. suck. The models are great quality sculpts. But what... Why? Why? Why would you ever... Trust them? Yeah. yeah you're not going to go anywhere with, with your purchases, really. And who... And re, okay, at this table... Do any of you, now that you know it exists, because I feel like no one would have asked for a Harry Potter miniature game because no one would ever thought it would have happened. Does anyone here want this? I've never willingly spent a dollar on anything Harry Potter related, so... 
Mike? Not at all. Can't no. say I wasn't forced to take girls to Harry Potter movies at times. And like this, maybe what? this is the thing. It's like this is now your go-to place for high-quality 28 millimeter models to buy and paint for your girlfriend. Like, I guess. I, I guess. <laughs> so, but I mean, maybe it's a gateway watched... game to them. <gasps> like, I do think that the mentality of it could just be to bring in people that aren't necessarily doing the tabletop gaming already. But Marvel could be doing that already. And Marvel's going to be hitting a more relevant demographic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't pretend to understand the reasoning. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too keen. I'm not excited for my. I basically put my uh, X Men at the bottom of the pile. And oh I'm, yeah. And I'm glad I never bought the Hulkbuster model to troll anybody trying to play the Batman game. Like, I have night models too. I can play with you guys, right? 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 Well. <laughs> yeah, but I'm definitely not going to be playing Batman now because. Who knows how long that's got when the and, Marvel one... And that's a shame, because some of those models are quite nice, like the whatever stupid, you know, new movie Batmobile crazy thing, what is it called? The, like, fucking tank one? The Tumblr. The Tumblr? Sure. That no. model actually looked really cool, but now no one has any faith in the game. Yeah, it's it's hit and miss. We'll have to see what they do in the next, like, six months for sure. Why? Last Who cares? Year, I think they killed themselves, because... You you kill if, something if, like that. You don't give any notice. If they were transparent, no, yeah. Then yeah it if they said difference. six months from now we are going to be discontinuing, there's going to be like final production runs. Order what you need. This is how we're splitting because like, of these reasons. Like Fantasy Flight did with the GW IP. They were like, hey, look, we're not re- we're not getting our license renewed as of like February or whenever the cutoff date was. There's going to be no more products. So if you need something, oh, get it now. Interestingly, now. the GW community page was talking about um, Talisman expansions and stuff. Mm. So I think GW might actually be bringing some of the Fantasy Flight stuff back in-house Into and still updating it. They're doing a new version of Talisman, I believe. Gotcha. But like you said, like if, if had they given like enough warning and such, right? Like they could have seen like a big influx in like purchases. They could have got the yeah, that last big surge of sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On it their websites and such. Would have benefited them in the short term. They would have maintained a little bit of integrity with the, you know, community. A little more trust for people to continue playing the games they are playing currently right now. Yeah. Now in their defense on that front, like we don't know what the stipulations were on the license. They might have been intending to renew and got told it wasn't an option. Well, or they might have been that's told the case, that they, they couldn't have said, said something. But they might have been told they couldn't, right? Like the, we we don't know on that end. All we know is that we cannot trust this company. Yeah. Right? Well no it's, I, I it's no longer true. an isolated they said, they, I don't think there's gonna be any Hessian we did renew your contract because we didn't like the terms. You could, you could, why can't you repeat this? Why can't you say this? Because it makes you look bad. I don't know enough about copyright. I don't think I would want to piss off Disney lawyers in any way, shape, or form. That's just my, part of my overall worldview is don't piss off Disney lawyers and you'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) No, very sure. So, either way, um, Night Miniatures, you get zero pucks and a definite fuck you. (laughs) Because we're not apparently afraid of your lawyers. No. And they don't have Disney-grade lawyers, so it's good. We'll be fine. <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> like what? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, it would be hilarious if... Could you imagine the, like, if there was a guy at... Uh, at night miniatures that like for some fucking reason like loved our podcast and was just like sitting in his room crying right now because like he gave a fuck about what we said. <laughs> it was, uh, 
My livelihood is crushed. Yeah, it's like these these four assholes in Edmonton, Alberta are just trashing our company. What are we gonna do? Nothing. We're not gonna impact sales whatsoever, so And they don't sell those models anymore anyway, so Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh last period of today's podcast is Macromats. Micromats? Macro Macromats. Macromats, yeah. Why'd you look at me so weird when I was saying macromats? I don't know, because you were throwing your hands up in the air like you didn't care. He wasn't waving them around. No, he wasn't. He just... He just no, he yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Anyway... I'm, I'm doing my best blue horror. Oh, really now? So... As word leaves the room. <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason for this. Why do you... Oh, you're getting a mat. Yeah. So we can see it visually and so can they? No, I'm just getting... Uh, I, to be fair, already put photos up on our page it's about true. this shit. It's true, you did. So, mac- yes, macromats. So what macromats. are these macromats, sir? So macromats was a Kickstarter put on uh, by Table War Designs, um, who, do- who did, I should say, all the fat mats for um, the Las Vegas Open and... Frontline, Frontline Games. Games. Um, so basically what the Macromats are is a backdrop for photography to show off your miniatures. And Tom is doing something really weird. Okay. <laughs> Stay on cue, man. I'm not talking. Um, basically, so they make, uh... Spin if I want to. Di- three different backdrops currently. Um, so they have, a, like, a white to a blue fade. Uh, they have a warm and a cool, uh, gradient. Uh, so I've got the cool one set up right now. And uh, they also came out with, like, a kit with all of them uh, in a bundle. So I missed out on the Kickstarter, but Tom got in on it. Sure did. Where did you see it? Like, did it just pop up in uh, your Kickstarter feed, or...? (laughs) No. Um, Okay, well, to be fair, like, I'm probably part of 30 or 40 different miniature painting or gaming or whatever else pages. Plus, I, I know, like, follow dozens of people on Facebook. And I think it was actually Shoshi... That linked these up on uh, on her page. And I don't know who that is. She's a painter from Chicago. I heard the name, yes. Yeah, well, we, um, last year's Lock and Load, Ori and I, like, split a hotel room with Shoshi and Tracy. And so we just hung out all, all weekend and played with toy soldiers and drank beer and whatever else. So. That sounds horrible. Oh, Lock and Load's the worst. <laughs> That's what I heard. Um, but yeah, so basically I just saw it and it was like, wow, I've been, I don't have a good high quality printer. I'm too fucking lazy to like track down a file and go somewhere that's got a high quality printer. This was like 50 or 60 bucks US on the Kickstarter and it had the three gradients and a stand for it and they were made out of the same material as the neoprene mouse pads. Neoprene mouse pads. So they're not going to just accidentally rip one day. They were huge because they're 15 by 30 inches. Yeah, which is crazy. Like, the 8.5 by 11 sheet that I use that you can barely fit, like, five models on, it makes me a little jealous of that ridiculous setup you've got where you can fit entire warbands or, like, a battalion of mechs or whatever easily. Maybe not a battalion. That's, what, 24? Company, 12. But either way, like, you can you fit know, you massive could, You could fit a battalion on there. Because um, I fit well over 20 Malifaux models. That's true. So And so, that includes pigs. So Oh, there you go. So the awesome thing about this, I picked it up at the LBO because I did see pictures uh, of of it. Uh, unfortunately, the Kickstarter was over, and then you said that yours was on the way, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Like I totally missed out on this. 
So sure I, knew, did. I knew that they were coming to the LVO. So basically they were the first booth that I went up to on the first day. And I was like, um, are you guys selling those macromats? And he's like, yeah, sure. We got a couple boxes. I'm like, I need one right now. So I picked up the bundle uh, that comes with the carrying case and it comes with the three backdrops. And the stand. And the stand. Um, and so the stand is actually pretty unique. So you can have it sit tall uh, and come down so you can take like a single photo of like something like larger, yep. like a Wraith Knight and such. Uh, but it also comes with an extender uh, bar. So their mats will also fit more of like a landscape portrait mode. So this will kind of sit in the middle portion. And you'll have a bar going out on Which is how I've got it set up in my house right now. Yeah. So you have a longer portrait photo. So yeah, you can do the tall and skinny or the uh, The really wide angle group shot. Yeah, Yeah, that is fantastic. The only downside is that it does does have like a minimum, I think about eight inches worth of height. Um, So if you're wanting to do a large landscape shot, you do have to get something underneath the mat. um, Like a, a large box of some kind to raise it up several inches. Otherwise, you're not able to. Because it doesn't like, get it doesn't, to the table. It, yeah, it, like you're not getting enough of the actual curve um, back backdrop. curve backdrop for it to go more than like an inch or two in front of where it would be. Well, that's fair. Um, so you need to, if you if you want to get anything, especially if there's going to be any depth on that whatsoever, you need to have you know a good three inch box or something in height to kind of throw underneath to kind of give you a little bit more leeway. Mm-hmm. But that's easy enough to find. It's not like we were any shortage of random boxes kicking around that were shipped with miniatures or new with miniatures or whatever else kicking around. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the stand itself is pretty good. It comes with the little foam pads for. Uh, it's a stand. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if we need to like beat this one into the ground. It comes with a stand to hold them up. It comes apart. Goes into a bag. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking metal stand that you can clamp your thing to. Like you like you said too before is that it is on the neoprene mat, which is super handy. Like it's not going to rip on you. It's heavy duty. Um, the quality is really good for like the image and the the printing on it. There's so. maybe a slight issue with the sheen on the mats. They are a little bit shinier than I would like personally. Um, and that is my only critique on this product, one and only. So it does it does really encourage you if you have like a really bright lamp set up to get some uh, some way to diffuse the light a little bit so you're not getting as much like direct glare off the mat yeah I, I get I, I get that so I've got, so your freaking I'm turbo lucky. lamps are maybe a bit much without it well I've got the light box so oh true yeah that, so that is your diffusion it, right there it diffuses it actually really really well um, I forgot all about your little light box. It's true. I've got it positioned so I can actually throw both lamps over and I can get one from the side and one from the top. So that way it's like a, an even spread of the light, which is fucking fantastic. And you're the little bulb off the other side? Uh, I had that at one point until I bought my second lamp. So I mm-hmm. could throw it up if I wanted to, but not so much. Uh, the other nice thing about this setup, too, is if you go with a landscape portrait, what he suggested is if you wanted to go with the warm and cold, you could put both mats beside each other and then put your model on so you can just, like, at a glance, see what looks better. Oh, I see what you mean. So you could actually have the side-by-side so you could, without taking apart or, you know, doing any switching, you could take, like... Yep. Model on the cold, model on the warm, next model on the cold, on the warm, which next model. Yep. Yeah. Cold. You could assembly line that shit like crazy. So Been there, done that. Which looks better sweet. and everything like that. Because so some I'm, models, the background makes an amazing difference mm-hmm. in how the overall like photo turns out. I'm liking the warm and cold backdrops way better than the blue fade, personally. Oh, you can, honestly, the blue fade you can throw out. Like, I... Because I really do like that, like, 
cloudy, smoky, kind of mottled background. That because yeah. that's what I've been using as well. I think you mine, mine awesome was very similar to what's from uh, Massive Voodoo has some, but I, I know I got mine from somewhere else that I, I got it like five years ago and I can't find it anymore. Yeah, but it has that like very. Like the old uh, Photoshop effect was like clouds, like your difference clouds or whatever. Like it was, it had that very cloudy texture with like a spotlight in the center and it just, it's nice. It's not distracting. And if there are any minor imperfections on the surface, you don't notice them because it's not like a uniform gradient where if there's a little smudge or something, it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. So the um, blue to white is, yeah, that's not one that I would have p- picked up myself if it wasn't in a bundle if, that's the only reason I have it because I bought the same bundle that you did right in the bundle yeah so and, and retail now is 70 US so it didn't go up like crazy months from the Kickstarter that's good um, so it's still uh, pretty still within uh, the realm of reasonability considering yeah, I paid so. for shipping on mine we paid the same price oh yeah there you go so that makes sense I just ripped mine out of the box and threw it in my like, luggage and hopefully it didn't weigh too much with all my other junk um, <laughs> the uh, the other advantage too is uh, compared to like a light box that does come with backgrounds, the backgrounds that my light box comes with is just basically a flat white, a flat gray, a flat blue, flat green. So these are far and away way, way, way better. Uh, the backdrops that I did have were a little bit thicker of a material, uh, but the neoprene beats that for sure. So you're not gonna really see like any like weird ruffles and rumples in uh, in your photos. And, and that's the other thing too, right? With the neoprene, with the thickness, it it holds shape. Mm-hmm. very well and you can just kind of adjust the clamps a bit to have no imperfections in the actual um, hanging of the of the neoprene mat so um, I don't know if we can really beat this much more they're great looking mats unless you have anything else to say Ward the last thing I was going to say is that um, the guys at Table War were also mentioning that they will be releasing more additional to go, backgrounds to go with this oh so, Interesting. So there'll be individual um, backdrops that you can buy and possibly some that are going to be better for that landscape uh, photo op. Because the blue to white fade, for example, would look horrible in the landscape format because it would be like blue on the left, white on the right kind of a thing, mm-hmm. which makes no fucking sense. No, what I want is a 30 by 30. Something, that would be interesting. bigger. So again, like, yeah, you've got your like wide like landscape, but again, taller... Um, that you were mentioning before. Well, right? so then you can just use it straight up with the with the actual frame that you have, right? Yeah. So there are expansions coming for, for huh. the setup, so you can pick out individual mats probably later on. Maybe bundles. I'm not sure exactly what avenue they're going to go with that. And if they start replicating some of, or similar textures to what, like the what is it, Hangar 18? That does some of the other photo backgrounds. Not on the new yeah, you'll get like a bit that, more of like a greeny hue one, and like, like they had a they had a huge variety of textures and effects. Some of them looked like stone, some of them looked like concrete. Yeah, looked okay. like cracked earth or parchment or whatever. Like they had all kinds of different uh, color patterns and textures, from the smooth to the heavily textured. The only thing being, like, they were on the vinyl, I believe. They might have even on the cloth. I don't know. Oh, but those, I don't those think, ones were vinyl. I yeah, and I and. So they would have had a little bit of sheen as well. If they start doing neoprene, because I really like a lot of their designs, that could be interesting too, but they might not have such an elegant stand solution. So Yeah. I don't know. There's definitely a lot of a lot to be said for this product. Like it, it fills a good niche. It's not overly expensive. Yeah, it's coming into that under a hundred dollar range, which is as much as it sounds weird to say it, like 
It's kind of 16 sad. years ago, Tom would be like, are you fucking kidding me? That's like half of a fantasy army. But uh, under $100 is kind of that ballpark for these kinds of accessories to really up your way. Especially because it's showing off models on Facebook or Instagram or whatever else these days is really the only way to get feedback for a lot of people, right? Yeah, and if you take poor quality photos, you're going to get more comments about the quality of the photo than you will about the miniature. Itself, yeah. Because sure. everyone suddenly is going to give you photography advice instead of painting advice. <laughs> get better lighting. Get less lighting. <laughs> no. So, but, I mean, um, for the listeners, like, Tom said, like, he posted some pictures already up on uh, the Facebook group, so it's got, there's some background samples that you can take a look. I don't think you took a picture of the blue fade. No! I am so. never... T- okay, there's two reasons that I'm never using the blue fade. Reason one is that it looks fucking garbage. Reason two... That's a good reason. Yeah, reason two is it's got that pure white on it that if anything happens, it's gonna get marked up and really visibly shitty. And, that's- and it, which among us uses a lot of weathering pigments on their models? Remind me. Me! Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening fast then, for sure, so. So, it, like, it Tom looks like desks and weathering pigments are usually, like, going hand-in-hand, hand, so <laughs> I would not want to use a white backdrop anywhere near Tom's painting desk. I actually used to have pajama pants that I wore just for, like, doing weathering pigments. <laughs> you so, had special pigment pants. Pigment pants. <laughs> I like that. The first time I used pigment was pants. over a shag. <laughs> uh, oh, was that back when like it was blue? cream? It was a cream shag carpet. It was cream. It, it, it was, was an aster. And it was dark, a forge world dark earth and light earth. Oh. Mm, that sounds like a poor life choice, Mike. Yeah. It's like, what's that little speck? Oh, that's. Pe- oh, I better clean that up. Dab, 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 dab. Oh, no. Yeah. Dab, 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 dab. yeah. Oh, no. Do not add water. I repeat. Where's the cleaner, Do honey? not add water. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, vacuum. Just straight vacuum. I'm just going to put the table over this part now, okay? <laughs> Suddenly, my grayish carpet uh, seems like a good life choice. I'm more than okay with my, like, brownish laminate floor for pigments. It's good. <laughs> um, That's what damage deposits are for, right? Yeah, oh, fuck yeah. Puck rating, what would you give it? Uh, I gotta give it a four. Um, I wanted to give it a five, but that little bit of a gloss sheen just, uh, it means you have to do more to dress it up, right? You can't just plug and play with these things. Yeah, you've got to be more careful with your light balancing and uh, whatnot. Whereas, and the only other reason that I'm really upset about this is that in the Kickstarter, they were explicitly talking about the matte finish on these mats. Mm. So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's neoprene, obviously there's limitations, you might get a little bit of a gloss, This is, but we think it's more durable, so it'll be fine, that's great. But no, in their, in their whole Kickstarter, they talked about how mad it was going to be. And so, to get it, and to have it be more of a satin finish, gotcha. is a little bit of a bummer. It's, it's still a great product, but it could be better. Gotcha. I'm going to go with a 4.5. Uh, I docked it because I don't notice the finish because I've got the the light box already. Yeah, that would that's gonna make a massive difference. So so that helps me out. But I am gonna dock it a little bit because again, I only feel that I'm using two out of the three mats, um, in the bundle. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's basically look at it this way: you're paying for two mats in a stand for seventy bucks. Like, 
How much would it have been I to buy feel, all the feel, mats separately, not in a bundle? I just feel that the difference was the stand. W- I don't know if the stand was available. Outside. I can find out while oh, okay. we keep talking, but um, I don't know. I just don't feel that that one design was equal of of the other style. Now, when you're looking at the um, any of the display art that they ha- or the the demos that they do have, there are circumstances in which that white to blue scale makes sense, and that's for like antiques and porcelain and various other like non-gaming related things so it may very well have been to make it a more user-friendly product outside of just yeah more just a general purpose photography accessory i can see it but even then if it was a blue to white fade with clouds wouldn't that have just been better i don't know for me that yeah no that that is true actually for me the the blue and white clouds would have made more sense than just like a straight up blue to white fade yeah and I guess for me, like I wrote the when I placed that order, when I when I committed to Kickstarter, in my head, I was just ordering the stand and the two mats, like the blue to white fade. Cause really, you gotta cool, you gotta warm. Outside of getting grossly specific, what else do you really need? Yeah, and that's the the two backdrops that I have. They're the cheaper paper homebrew ones, but I have the brownish warm one brownish red warm one and the purpley blue. Um, cold one, and that's that's awesome. I've never needed more than the two. Right? Hell, I barely even use the warm one, but <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Occasionally, I don't use the sweet purple one. So, so the difference for like the Kickstarter and just going online too is that you can't buy the stand separately. The stand really? will only come in the package deal. Okay. So each map by itself would be twenty five uh, U.S. Um, so essentially, you spend if you wanted all three, you'd spend seventy five, and then you would get. Five bucks knocked off and a stand. Or are you spending 20 bucks on a stand and getting some... Yeah, and that's really where I was, right? Yeah. And just for comparison's sake, the... um, Like, I just looked up the Hangar 18 uh, site, and to get the six prints in the 16.5 by 23.5 inch, the six prints, it's 125 bucks. So, like, what you guys are talking for the bundle and everything is pretty reasonable. Because this doesn't have a stand. It's got more mats, but they're not the neoprene. And do you need more? Yeah. And I think the answer is no. Well, I mean, just got to see what the other style is. I mean, if you're if you're mainly doing... The, the nice thing with the warm and cold is it's pretty universal. You can put anything on it. So, But if you yeah. wanted to do some fantasy models, they might have like a different... If you're doing like really like specific professional photography, like if you had six factions in a rule book, you might want six different backgrounds for yeah. your pictures. Yeah. yeah, but like, but, and I'm talking about your average gamer. Do you really need more? No. Do you maybe want more? Yes. Like, that's kind of yeah, where we're at. That point, then, yeah, then it's just subjective if I want to buy more. If it's a style that I, or the background that I like, sure, I'll pull the trigger if I want. So. Yep. Yeah, there we go. 4.5. Right. Ta da! I'm giving it a 4 because I really want it, but I don't have it, so I can't tell you. Love it. <laughs> Daniel? I was going to say 3.5 because, I mean, there are some limitations that for me are pretty significant for it. Like a photo backdrop, it's like you had one job, right? So <laughs> yeah. To have, to have the, the blue white, which is not optimized for miniature gaming, which is realistically what we're what talking for. about. Mm-hmm. But also just to have the, you know, that satin finish on it. Like how did they not see that coming? If, if part of the marketing brief was that it's the super matte, non-reflective, durable, whatever, to not deliver on the matte non-reflective part is kind of a problem. So I have a hard time because of that. I mean, if they do come up with the extra varieties and all the extra textures, especially some like 
textures that would disguise that little bit of shine a bit better mm -hmm. might restore it a little bit for me. But for me, that's a couple too many drawbacks. So yeah. Either way, still fairly solid. Just it's not a home run for me. Gotcha. All right, so um, that's it for our like main content here. So Ward, what about what's coming up for events? Um, so we're gonna skip ahead to March because February is pretty much wrapped up by the time uh, this is gonna come out. So uh, on March twelfth, uh, we have the start of our Drop Fleet ex Escalation League. Uh, it's gonna be located at Mission Fun and Games for five months. So each month it'll be just uh, a single day, and you'll increase in points and uh, play some games as they and they get larger. Do we know how many points? Larger. What the increase is? Uh, no, the details haven't been hammered out, but he knows that it's going to be five weeks for sure. So. And we're starting at five hundred. My guess is that it would be five hundred and growing by like two hundred and fifty points each week. Would be my guess. For each month. Each month, sorry, yes. And do they have to be painted? Do we know? I don't believe that they have to be painted, so... But you should anyways! You should, so... I'll paint it up. I'm looking at you. I'll judge you if you don't. I, I will freaking... And there's a very good chance that at least three, if not four, Hobbit in Canada people are going to be there. If I can... Yeah, if I yeah can like if you're not out. working. Yeah, yeah, that's the key, right, for my I'm not shit. even paying attention, so I'm assuming I'm number five? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's Hawk. You've got nothing to do with this. We'll play <laughs> Battletech the next day. It'll okay. be good. On March 18th, we have the Target Lock Hunger. It's a food bank event uh, for X-Wing. It's located in Delta, BC. Uh, it's $20 per player, but your entry fee goes down the more donations you kick in. Oh, really? Oh! I like that. So, yeah. Good for them. So it should be pretty good. Uh, they're also going to have some like raffles with uh, some prizes and proceeds go to the food bank. So this nice. is the first uh, event that they're doing, so it's the first annual. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I always love it to see uh, groups of gamers step up for charity events. Nothing makes me happier. It's pretty cool, for sure. Uh, then on March 18th, we ha a little bit closer to home, we have the Tale of Lunk Jade Fist the Simple. It's going to be at the German uh, Club of Edmonton. Um, put Which on. do not confuse with the German Cultural Center. Not the same place. Do not. A <laughs> uh, thousand points. It's uh, $30 per person or $60 per team. It's a narrative event. Uh, and James hates us, so I don't think any of us are invited. He doesn't love me anymore. <laughs> well, it's okay, because that same day I'm going to be running a Malifaux event. Oh. Where at, is that? At the Brawler. That's happening on March 18th. Gotcha. We're going to be doing a St. Paddy's Day themed story encounter, Malifaux event. So, 50 soul stones. Um, be warned, it'll be fun scenarios. Um, so, just Not like your hardcore competitive. Which happens all the time in Malifaux. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to actually using story encounter rules, so be prepared for that. Um, and yeah, just look forward to having some giggles on. I believe it's going to be $25, and that includes lunch as well as uh, all your usual Malifaux scripts and whatever else. Cool. So, Excellent. Uh, March 25th is a 40K Highlander tournament at the Fort Gary Legion in Winnipeg. Uh, 24 spots, and they're doing 1,500-point armies. What that. makes it Highlander? Uh, you can, there can only be one, so you can't have multiple of the same unit. Oh, fun. So, yeah, each... Each entry can only be taken once in your army list. Okay. I wasn't sure if the Highlander referred to, like, only one cat or only one source or only one of every unit. I was I knew it was going to have there could be only one there somehow, only one, like yeah. some kind of force org restriction. <laughs> but that makes sense. 
uh, put on by the same guys that uh, do the Planes of War event uh, in the summer and such. So, yeah, check cool. it out. Should be good. Uh, April 28th to 30th is GrotzCon at the Westerner Grounds in Red Deer. Uh, it's going to be Warm Hordes, 40K, Guild Ball, Infinity, a few little extras in there, I'm sure, for different events over the weekend. So Sweet. check it all out. Well, multiple events within the systems that I mentioned and such, right? So, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like... Are you looked at me funny. And well, I was like, are they, play, are they running Malifaux? Like, <laughs> my interest is peaked. Um, then I now have a date for May Day, which is going to be May 6th uh, this year. Uh, it's a miniature uh, and board game event. Uh, it's changing locations this year, so it's going to be located in St. Albert. Uh, hmm. They're just hammering out the details and looking for uh, people if they wanted to run game systems. Uh, for the weekend, so you can contact them and uh, offer uh, uh, some time in the game to get some people out for sure, and they'll have a full list up uh, as soon as they have some details like that hammered out. Yeah, and I've basically, it's my understanding that anything that you want to run, approach them, and there's a good chance they'll say yes. If you can get the people coming out to it, they don't really care. They'll give you some table space, and you, away you go. Um, yeah, you tell them how many people you can accommodate, and they'll uh, they'll make that work, so yep. it's pretty good. And then the last thing I've got is uh, currently Wednesdays and Thursday nights at Red Claw. They have a Beginner's Age of Sigmar. Uh, so this is going to be running until March 18th. It's a slow grow for their weekly games. Uh, call the store for the current point value because it's going to be changing from week to week. Cool. All right. And uh, if I can just interject really quickly about the Hangar 18, I just uh, checked out the fine print on their website a little bit more, which uh, hangar18miniatures.com if you're wondering. But they do say that their photo mats are also on sturdy fabric. So I don't know if that's also exactly the same as the neoprene, but based on the description, sounds like they might be talking about the same material. Oh. Mm. So still, like, a set of the six mats is 125 US. So, like, for, for the larger format, which is still, like, not quite as big as the other ones. So, like, yeah, they're they're not cheap. So that uh, the macro mats is definitely still a good deal. Because how, how big is the... Um the mat for that size wise you said it was what like sorry the the a, they have an a3 and an a2 size the a3 is 11 by 17 inch so you get six for 75 us mm -hmm. the a2 is 16 and a half by 23 and a half inches and that's 125 for six okay so it's still again with no rack or holding stand or anything like that by the time you throw on shipping like it's going to be a considerable investment so yeah because the macro mat uh, bundle deal to get you the stand is still a pretty solid deal. And the mats are bigger too still. Yeah, so. absolutely. Cool. So solid alternative, but uh, yeah, the macro mats are still pretty solid too. Rock on? Still a 3.5? Still a 3.5. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think it's fair. That's still <clears throat> a good review. Yeah. It's better than average. Better than average. Oh, Chaos Black XL. You've completed my life on the topic of better than average. <laughs> Am I right? That's definitely a Tom size primer can. <laughs> you are not a small individual. <laughs> well, until next time, this has been another episode of Hobby Day in Canada. I'm Rose Tom. I'm Ward. Mike. And I'm Dan. And have fun painting your Battletech. Everyone play Battletech because Battletech is great, and I want more Battletech players in the city, so play Battletech, Battletech, Battletech. Gag him now.